Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 4, Chapter 3, On the Advantage of Frequent Communion. The Learner, You and I. Look, Lord, I have come to you here to benefit from your gift, to be gladdened by that holy feast of yours, that feast which in your kindness you have made ready for the poor. O my God, in you is everything that I can or should desire. You are my salvation and my redemption, my hope and my strength, my honor and my glory. Then comfort today your servant's heart, this heart that aspires to you. O Lord Jesus, I long now to receive you with great devotion and reverence. I would fain show you into my home. So may I deserve, like Zacchaeus of old, to win your blessing and to be assigned a place among the children of Abraham. My soul longs for your body. My heart is a thirst to become one with you. Give me yourself. That is all I want. Apart from you, there is nothing able to bring me comfort. Without you, I cannot exist. Without these visits of yours, I cannot live. That is why I must often approach you and receive you as medicine that brings health to my soul. If not, I should faint by the wayside, deprived of this heavenly food. Yours is a heart overflowing with pity, my Jesus. When you were preaching to the people and healing their manifold diseases, you once said, I must not send them away fasting, or perhaps they will grow faint on their journey. So deal with me as you did with them. It was to comfort those faithful to you that you left your presence behind in this sacrament. You are the soul's sweet refreshment. The man who receives you worthily will share by inheritance the everlasting glory. But how often I slip into sin, how quickly I grow dull of heart and neglectful. That is why it is vital for me to freshen myself, to clean myself, to stir the fire in my heart by frequent prayer and confession. If I neglect these means too long, I may fall away from my good resolutions. A man's senses have a twist towards evil from his youth upward. Without the help of this divine medicine, he soon starts slipping into bigger sins. It is Holy Communion that drags him away from evil and gives him strength to remain good. I am often careless and lukewarm now when I say Mass or go to Communion. What would it be like if I didn't take this remedy, if I neglected to seek the great help it gives me? I may not be fit to say Mass every day, may not be in the right dispositions, but I will make it my business to receive the divine mysteries at suitable times and make ready to share in the great grace they bestow. This is the chief comfort of the faithful soul. All the time it is journeying apart from you in this mortal body. Oftentimes, to remember it's God and with devout heart to welcome her beloved within her. Lord God, you who give being and life to all souls, 
How wonderful is the way in which your love stoops to our lowliness. You do not think it below you to come to a poor, unworthy soul and to appease her hunger with the fullness of your Godhead and your manhood alike. Happy the mind, bless the soul that deserves reverently to receive you, her Lord and her God, and in receiving you to be filled with spiritual gladness. How great a Lord is he whom she receives, how beloved a guest, how pleasant a companion, how faithful a friend, how beauteous and noble a spouse she embraces, one that surpasses all other loves, one to be loved more than all that tempts our desire. O oh, my beloved, my sweet Jesus, let heaven and earth fall silent before you with all their lovely adornment. Whatever they have that makes us praise and admire them is but granted to them by your unstinting kindness. They fall far short of the beauty of your name, you whose wisdom is beyond all reckoning. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide, amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So often the imitation of Christ has a chapter that balances out another chapter. And so in the first two chapters, we may have felt a little discouraged. Thomas Kempis was putting before us a great ideal of how we should prepare for receiving Holy Communion. He was putting before us the need to prepare. And he compared our condition so often to what it could be, to the kind of eager desire, the thirsting, the thirsting we should have for the sacrament. Now, lest we be discouraged, lest we fall away from receiving communion because we think, oh, well, I don't have the right dispositions, although dispositions are important, but we might th think I don't have these high dispositions. And so what's the point? Well, he tells us what the point is in tonight's chapter. That's why it's the balance. It's a wonderful point. He says, okay, so maybe I am careless and lukewarm now. But what would it be like if I didn't take this remedy? See, the devil, St. Philip Neri says, tries nothing more than to keep us away from Holy Communion. The devil doesn't want us to receive communion. And so Thomas Akempis gives us a wonderful little argument here, a little strategy. If someone is tempted to stay away because they don't have as strong a desire as they wish, he says, yes, but this is what maintains you. If you weren't going to communion, what would you be then? And he calls communion a remedy. A remedy for what? 
a remedy for our being twisted towards evil. He says, if I don't go to communion, I'm going to slip into bigger sins. Holy communion is what drags us away from evil, he says. Holy communion gives you strength to remain good. And that's exactly what Thomas Aquinas teaches. Baptism is about taking away original sin. Confession is for taking away actual sins committed after baptism. So what's communion for? Not taking away sins, but a remedy against our propensity, our inclination, our tendency to sin. Holy communion is therefore compared to the miraculous food that our Lord gave to those thousands of people who were without food for three days. And he said, if I send them in a way now, after listening to me, they'll faint. And so he gave them food to strengthen them. Well, that's what Holy Communion is for. And that's why St. Philip Neri tells us, as you go to communion, ask for the grace to resist the sin you most feel inclined to. Ask for the grace to be a remedy. Ask for the grace to resist this sin. We have to go to communion seeking a remedy for our inclinations to sin. We have to go to communion asking for strength, for healing, for kind of medicine. A medicine against our tendency to sin. Oh, Lord Jesus, give us a desire for this sacrament. And never let us be afraid that if we have a desire to have a remedy for our faults, if we're in a state of grace, if we're not doing it out of routine, then we have the sufficient condition, the sufficient dispositions to receive you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.